Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work, over 3,800 film reviews to read anytime at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Pop star Never Stop Never Stopping is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's a comedy with some musical elements. It's an R-rated film because of some graphic nudity, language throughout, sexual content, and drug use, and it runs one hour and 26 minutes. The main star is Andy Samberg, with supporting roles for Jorma Tacon, Akiva Schaefer, Tim Meadows, Chris Red, Sarah Silverman, and a host I mean, slew dozens and dozens of celebrity cameos and small roles for other comedic players. The directors are Akiva Schaefer and Jorma Tacone, and they also provide the screenplay along with Andy Samberg. Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping is a This Is Final Tap-like mockumentary that ribs not only pop stars like Justin Bieber and their gargantuan egos, but also the culture of modern celebrity in general. It's made by the mostly music-based comedy trio known as Lonely Island, which is a group that consists of Andy Samberg, Jorma Tacone, and Akiva Schaefer, and whose claim to fame came mostly for a series of hilarious Saturday Night Live digital short films that would frequently go viral, like my D in a Box and Mother Lover and many, many others. I'm on a boat. I mean, the list goes on. Their shtick involved spoofing pop culture and the music industry most often. They wrote completely absurd ditties in their content, but with all of the production value and crossover appeal of real pop music in its form. Andy Samberg stars as Connor. Connor was the most popular member of a Beastie Boys-esque hit rap trio known as the Style Boys, and he's now known under his stage name, Connor For Real. He retained the services of the other Style Boys member, Owen, who produced the music as his current DJ. Nowadays, it's just for show. He plays the music set from his old iPod, and ultra-narcissistic Connor has chosen to go with a whole slate of popular producers over Owen, over a hundred producers on about about 15-plus tracks for his sophomore solo album called Conquest which ends up being a critical disaster. This puts a damper on Connor's upcoming world tour, which relies now on Connor bringing in an up-and-comer for an opening act to help fill out half-empty arenas. The opening act is the wildly erratic Hunter the Hungry, played by Chris Red. He ends up stealing the show most of the time in the concerts. Meanwhile, the style boy known as Lawrence, the third one, he wrote most of the lyrics and didn't receive much credit for it. He's bitterly chosen to leave the game altogether and chose farm life in rural Colorado, avoiding the spotlight. Unlike Connor, who seemingly doesn't want to do anything at all in life unless it's watched by his millions of followers in social media. Not only does pop star send up the music industry as a whole, but the plot also serves as a spoof on films about music in general. It covers the usual story of a musician who came from humble roots only to hit it big and then lose touch of who he once was, eventually having to down a heaping helping of humility to find his way back to once made him happy. Meanwhile, the film also sends up real life because Samberg, like Connor, would go on to superstardom and celebrity, while the two main talents behind the beats and the rhymes of Lonely Island, Jorma and Akiva have been relegated mostly to the background of their projects as they've become successful. At an hour and 26 minutes, this is both short as a movie, but it's also very long for one of their concept videos. Because of that, it doesn't quite play as well as a whole movie, but I do think that the sum of its parts makes it certainly worthwhile as a collection of short concept videos that are wrapped around a central story through line. 
There's a barrage of cameo appearances here that will likely keep viewers' minds engaged. It should come as no surprise that Judd Apatow is a co-producer, given Apatow's penchant for equating celebrity appearances in his films as humor. There's also a very bizarrely conceived slapdash nature to the visual gags. While the persistent music interludes, they breathe life into the film just when things look like they might be turning stale. There are such songs as Equal Rights, where Connor for real takes a stand to support gay marriage, not because it's heartfelt so much as it will draw some media attention and get some buzz in social media, while also insisting throughout that he's not gay despite his stance. Kind of a hilarious concept that skewers the fragility of the sexuality of the young straight male being afraid to help out LGBT causes for fear that these men will be assumed as members of that community. These songs also help flesh out Connor's character as a man without any sort of self-awareness of his own narcissism, and the film establishes that him living in a bubble only reasserts this tendency he's surrounded by yes-men in his entourage, he rubs elbows with pop stars who suffer from the same egocentric tendencies, and he wants to be popular more so than being good at what he does. There's another standout song in the film, F. Bin Laden, which has Connor for real bragging about how he powered through a particular sexual escapade and did to his woman what the U.S. government did to Osama. It's in the songs that Popstar finds its best footing in its humor. It's mostly because those songs are among the few times in which the film encroaches into territory that deliberately goes for laughs. The send-ups of the pop star life, the celebrity-based TV shows that cover them, the lifestyles of the rich and famous... Yeah, while those are exaggerated, they aren't really so distinguishable from the outrageous events that have happened in real life to these celebrities. And so they're not really great jokes in and of themselves. They're just kind of puffed up versions of things that happen to real life celebrities. So it's just a shade away from being real. As with its kindred spirit celebrity model satire, Zoolander... Popstar is often very scattershot in its approach, and it can be quite raunchy in its delivery, such that it will likely have a very limited audience of mostly younger viewers who are usually savvy enough with today's pop culture to understand all of the music industry and internet references that are given throughout. You know, younger viewers won't mind the barrage of vulgar jokes that pepper the screenplay. Many of the jokes are obvious, but enough of them are clever and incisive, such that it will keep the film buoyant for most viewers who are inclined to like this kind of film. It's a flavor-burst kind of comedic film where a new song or a new character gets introduced to keep the momentum from sagging from the inherent redundancy of the jokes about characters that have only one or two facets to define their personalities. In many ways, I would say pop star, never stop, never stopping. It's like an album from a real-life pop star. It's mostly filler, but there are a handful of hits that justify the purchase. I'm giving pop star, never stop, never stopping, three stars out of four. And three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who like these kinds of movies. If you like the Lonely Island digital shorts from Saturday Night Live... If you like Andy Samberg, if you like spoofs, if you're really in tune with celebrity culture and pop stars and what they do to stay in the media 
and are savvy enough to understand all of the music industry references throughout, I think that you will enjoy. And you also have to have an enjoyment of some pretty adult humor as well. It's very crass in parts, so know that going into it because, you know, never stop, never stopping. It never stops being raunchy either. If that doesn't sound like your bag, you're probably best off to wait till it gets to a streaming service somewhere and you can catch a little bit of it and get an example of what it's like for a few minutes. It really is about 30 minutes of funny material that somehow got enlarged into a full-length feature. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button, and you'll continue to get all of my reviews downloaded into your podcast player throughout the course of the year. If you happen to be on iTunes or any place else, leave a kudos. It definitely helps the show get more audience, and I'll continue to do these shows as long as there is an audience. So uh, that's the best way that you can show your support for the show. Also, if you want to write to me directly or if you want links to my Twitter feed or Facebook page, you can find that at my website, quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. has all the details there. I hope to hear from you soon. 